Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Mark and Sarah. Talk about songs. songs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the October single uh, for 2018, just for our Patreon supporters. It is single number 21. Is it lucky? Maybe not for us. Mark, please tell the listeners what they're in for today. Okay, y'all. So we were tossing around the idea of doing something Halloween related, and that got us to the ghosts of TRL past. And for those of you who don't remember... TRL, or Total Request Live, was a music video call-in show that MTV ran starting 20 years ago right now. So 20 years ago, Carson Daly first oozed his way into our lives as the host of TRL. And every single day, Monday through Friday, teenagers across the country would call in and vote for their favorite video. And the video that got the most votes would win TRL for the day. And then they would have the weekly winner, the monthly, and finally the annual winner of the year. Um, I would also like to add that while this was going on, MTV's studios then, as I believe now, were were just off of Times Square. And if you had a meeting over there, it was not possible to pass through this flying wedge of shrieking tweens. Because they did this big thing where the kids would stand outside and they would cut to them and they would scream and then artists would go down there. It was very successful at becoming the epicenter of teen culture for a while. And it was because of TRL that Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, uh, 98 Degrees, all of them, like they were all incubated in TRL. (laughs) And the ghosts of TRL are sometimes quite haunting. And we decided that we would look at every video that reached number one on TRL in its first half year of existence, because it started in the fall of 98. So which videos were number one on TRL in 98? Let's rank them. And as it turns out, there were only five different videos that reached number one on TRL in its first half year. And all of them were either by Backstreet Boys or in sync. So we were like, okay, let's dive in. Let's rank them. And we also asked the patrons uh, at the $10 level or higher, I'm sorry, we officially call that the Madonna level or higher, to vote because that's one of the privileges that you get for being a Madonna member. So the patrons have also voted on their choices for this ranking. And um, Sarah, I feel like it's fair to say that at least for me, but I think this is true for you too. This is an unusual ranking episode because usually my th- I'm voting the most for things I like, but w- I had sort of an inverse reaction here where the higher the vote for me, the more I thought it was a crime against nature. That's pretty close. I voted strictly based on how incapacitated I was by hysterical laughter slash paralyzed with horror by Nick Carter's hair. Spoiler. Um, this was a really fun experience that also, like, it really brought me back to that time and the fact that Sync versus Backstreet, a battle that at the time, it seemed like Sync, at least by the year 2000, had won fairly decisively. Yes. In retrospect, perhaps not correctly, but anyway, uh, it, like, it's so 
I mean, some of it is so dated and certainly ranking based on the videos themselves was a different experience, but also a relief because a lot of this music, like the, there's just a big clump that is these songs, except for the holiday song and we will get to it. Um, But we're not starting with NSYNC's (laughs) oleaginous holiday joint. Uh, we're going to go in alphabetical order um, of song title and see where that leaves us. Yeah. So first up is the Backstreet Boys, All I Have to Give, which is a song that was written and produced by a group called Full Force. They were known in the 80s for creating the hits of Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. So Lost in Emotion, Head to Toe, those are Full Force joints, as is the soppy ballad all I have to give. Um, Sarah, you actually have tweeted a screenshot from this video, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, accompanied by all caps wailing, why, why is this hair? Um, Nick Carter's bowl cut. <sighs> um, yeah, my notes read, all I have to give, dot, 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 is barf. <laughs> what is this hair? It's like being beaten by a sock full of David Silver's pants. Um, <laughs> and it is. Uh, this is a soppy ballad. The video is classic socky, socky, well, soppy balladry of the time. But what is striking about this and many of the other videos is how poorly they've aged and how dated they seem. How dated yes. they seem. 498. Like they seem very, like they're pulling shit out of the playbook for videos for artists that we've talked about from the early to mid nineties. And it's like, Hey, Lou Pearlman, watch a more recent video, meet a director who doesn't do this exact same thing where they're being shot from the floor in a tunnel that is all white and they're brooding. And occasionally one of them is holding a guitar, but like basically backwards, it's like a pitcher batting in the American league. It's so I have a whole, I have a whole subsection of my notes about guitars that are held but never played. Um, That, like, the one that's always, like, trying to be hard and has, like, a giant chain on and is, like, "Uh," at the camera, like, all right, like, we've seen this done by new kids. Like, it was shocking to me how much all of this owed to the new kids and how that was never spoken of at the time. Yes, but without the new kids, seriously, none of this would be possible. It was also, to me, it it came to me with crystal clarity, the memory that both of these bands, boy bands, started their careers in Europe because the Europop influence on these videos is breathtaking. All of the stuff you just described, the posing, the really oversized clothes <laughs> that just scream Europe in the 90s to me. Like, it, it, it's also the fact that these videos, they look, to my eyes, era so cheap. Like, the combined budget for all five of these videos was maybe 150 bucks. This one in particular is quite cheap. Um, the song itself is, while generic, and once you know that it's, a boy band you're like okay this was you know engineered in a lab with test tubes to get 11 year olds to feel things in their pants and that's okay that's a you know 
that's a that's business and business is good um and if you don't have to look at them while you're listening to it it's okay it's a little under mixed and you can tell they hadn't quite figured out how to mix down the weaker singers in the group without obviously mixing them down like they didn't have they weren't sweetened correctly right but you know it's it's generic and the video also feels very generic so i put this one right in the middle well i will also say that backstreet boys i have reviewed for previously.tv a documentary about them they seem pretty decently cool and they're still together and Unlike in sync, where all of the lead vocals go to only JC or Justin, the vocals on the Backstreet Boy songs are fairly evenly distributed. Yeah. So like they I think that it's interesting that in this period when they were both kind of terrible, Backstreet Boys was actually not as terrible. And it's like right at that nineteen ninety-nine cusp, both bands figured some shit out and we started to get the I want it that way period. And then NSYNC gave us bye, bye, bye. And it's going to be me. They got a little bit more urban in their influence and the videos just got more money. And it is just remarkable to me that this was this cheap ass shit was popular, but, but is it though? Because I think um, the average middle schooler at that time, and I don't know, I was 25. You know what you're, but, let me back They've up. They've been living under up. the boot of faux grunge for a while, I would say. Let me back up and say this. Actually, it's not remarkable. I understand why, as a college student, when this stuff was coming out, I didn't think about it or like it. And it wasn't until the I want it that way, bye, bye, bye period that uh, older people started to like this music. Right. It is very clear to me why the TRL generation loved this music for all the reasons you just said and it is also very clear to me why no older person would admit to liking either one of these groups until later when their music got better right and i feel like all i have to give is a great example of that it's fine like you just said but i also want to point out i know we're talking about the music videos but the grammar in this song is atrocious (laughs) there's a line in all i have to give where one of the backstreet boys says does his gifts come from the heart? And excuse okay. me, but all the Backstreet Boys uh, or both the Backstreet Boys songs that we consider in this lineup are explicitly about trying to pick a girl off of a bad boyfriend. Yes. Just trying to circle her off from some douche who's like not calling her you- back. But if you are saying, does his gifts come from the heart or as someone says later, does his friends get all your time? He's not a he's not a trade up, homegirl. Don't go with this man. Yeah. He doesn't know how to use English. Yeah. Also, isn't do just easier to sing? Does his friends get all your time? What the fuck? And these people in full force are not even Swedish. They don't even have that as their <laughs> excuse. Anyway, this video though, it's it's fine. It's generic. It's everyone in a tunnel. I my one of the it's notes that I have is one of yeah. my notes is this hat and oversized white suit oh. choreography looks under rehearsed. <laughs> it's not good. And there are moments where you know when you're watching a high school production and like you're grading on a curve because everyone involved is 13 and like about to barf for being nervous. Yes. But the director clearly, like, 
I was in productions in high school and, you know, when like you have to have every second blocked for kids because otherwise they do that arm flapping. Yes. And uh, you can tell and then they get on stage and they just like everything except the lines completely leaves them for like 12 minutes. And there's a lot of arm flapping even by people who are playing nuns. This happened to a friend. Like, just kidding. It was me. But um, that there were a number of moments in this where they were left unchoreographed. And even in the 2.3 seconds that the camera is on them, they're just like, you know, throwing the hook'em horns or like clenching their jaws or just doing this like really stupid generic arm flappy stuff that you're like, you know what? Don't move unless you're told. And told right. how. Like, just stand there and look like you don't have to shave. That's your entire job. So, uh, but now tell me again, what was the point total that you gave right it? Right in the middle. Three. So three. I gave it, um, I put it in fourth place and gave it two points. And the listeners have it in a tie for last with one point. So that's about right. I think so. So now our next video is, um, I feel like I just want to start, if I may, before I even announce what the song title is, with one of my notes. Okay. This is what I wrote while watching this video. What the fuck does this saving private hair gel storyline have to do with the song? (laughs) I believe they also give themselves credit for discovering Jackie Robinson. It's a faint implication, but it's there. And also stop being Jesus-y. So (laughs) what we, of course, are discussing is the video for God must have spent a little more time on you by NSYNC, which is already the barfiest title. (laughs) It doesn't help at all when I tell you that it was remade by NSYNC featuring the country band Alabama and released in the country charts. Double barf. This music video, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this music video makes no fucking sense. It is there is a plot line about some kid in world war ii who he leaves his mother to go fight it's all in really cheap looking sepia and for some reason in every reflective surface in sync is singing this love song about this woman who is not in any way in the video and then yeah for some reason we then occasionally cut to pictures of in uh, two scenes of in sync where they are dancing around a fountain filled with dry ice. And I don't mean like a nice fountain. I mean like a cheap concrete bird Like bath. it's out front it's of a bank ice. in Kansas City. Yes. No offense, Kansas City. You seem cool. But you have a lot of bank fountains. It's a thing I noticed. And then they're behind, behind the fountain and in sync, there are these glass walls with rain coming down them that I called the mirrors of weeping time. Because I think that what we're supposed to be in is the sort of cosmic wormhole where NSYNC exists and they can go visit this woman whose son is off at war and show up. But then they also follow the son too. Like they just keep following this fought this mother. So and it's son. like wings of desire, but yeah, stupid, yeah. <laughs> bad and cheap. Except it's them vendors having to repay the mob by making this piece of shit and casting the Don's children. And Peter Falk was oh like, fuck you. I want nothing to do with this. You who and then at one, one more point, question. what the fuck? There at one point, NSYNC and 
there they actually do enter one scene which is where the gi is at some sort of canteen dancing with his gal and for some reason still dressed in their like 90s clothes they're all singing on the stage they're like the band that's the big band that's performing and my question was this why are we meant to believe that someone with chris kirkpatrick's soiled kitchen mop of a hairstyle would ever be allowed within 20 miles of a serviceman's dance in world war ii or furthermore why given how you're trying to package this group would you miss the opportunity to put them all in snugly fitting uniforms yes the hat of which would cover Chris Kirkpatrick's fraggle whatever the fuck that is. Why not let NSYNC make cameos as his fellow soldiers? Sarah, it's just... It's just uh, right there. Also, did they cast the world's shittiest actress to play the mother in this video? I think so. Maybe. Keep in mind, we're familiar with the work of Lori Singer, so it might not be the worst. (laughs) We'll say bottom five and leave it there. Another thing that I find really startling about this is that though the sun, we see the sun from infancy to adulthood, the same 20-something actress plays the mother throughout, and they don't even try to age her up. No, they don't. Why does she never age? Was that in her contract? Like, I'll play a mother, but I have to look hot and have... Ruby red well, lips the whole and time. I, anyway. Yeah, I think that there was perhaps in the pitch for this narrative some extremely high concept time is a flat circle thing happening that neither the director nor the song orally or lyrically nor our feeble earthbound brains apparently who don't think in seven dimensions all of which look like they cost a dollar i mean i guess you could say that's why i just don't i just don't understand why they're making it so fucking complicated like this this is a completely generic ballad the rhyme scheme is bland and um, does not challenge itself. The name of the song is God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You. I'm already dead I wish, by the time I hear yeah, the Yeah, I title. wish God had spent a little more time and money on this video. And, like, there are some inadvertently hilarious wordsmith, whatever the opposite of wordsmithing, word tangling. Uh... I understand that this entire band is packaged for, and especially a ballad like this, is packaged for a 14-year-old contemplating her first beige, or his, or there. But your love is like a river, peaceful and deep? No. 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 Absolutely not. So Unacceptable. Um, the song is too long. Not everyone should be allowed to sing. It's not it's not offensively bad the song. It's just like it's trying to do way too much. It's yawing across 17 lanes when even the lane it's in it can't really like dominate. Yes. And well, the video really does like you can make no sense, but you'd better have spent $1500 on the anthropology wings like REM did or like, you know, 
be cheap or nonsensical, but not both. And also don't let everyone sing. So this wasn't in the bottom for me, but it was close. Well, I was judging, again, judging solely on the criteria of the video. I found the video so hilariously terrible that I put it in second place. I just, I couldn't deal with the P tones of the black and white. Like, if it's going to be sepia. Just do sepia. Yeah. No, but I ended up voting for the things that... So where did you put it in your ranking? Uh, fourth. So that's two points from you. And the, the patrons put it in a tie for the middle. So it's three points from them. Okay. Oh, what did they, where did they put the, where did they put all I have to give is barf. Oh, that was a tie for last <laughs> with one point. Checks out. So next is um, the Backstreet Boys, I'll Never Break Your Heart. And, uh. I just <laughs> well, here's one of the things that I think we have to ask. Oh, this video doesn't it, it of course relies on the trope of they all stand in a room trying to posture and looking at the camera directly. Mm-hmm. But it also taps taps into another trend from this period of music videos, which is where we see the cross section of a high rise building yes. and the camera sees what's going on inside each apartment because the outer it's like the the one of the walls of the entire building has been removed so that we can see in. And I was just thinking, how many videos from this period take place in cross sections of vaguely futuristic high rises? Five hundred, a thousand, and this is certainly one and of them. This is also definitely that. Um, like I, I think that all boy bands have at least one video that tries to distill the essence of each boy. Yes, and. The, the better to package said boy for Twist Mag, Tiger Beat, TRL, um, the lunchboxes, and you see which one everyone is based on their styles and the kind of apartment in which they are cross-sectioned. And there's one of them who I think is in a Spencer Gifts. Well, and there's one of them who's in some sort of safari setting. Yeah, what the hell? And then and at the someone end, someone is wearing rave goggles. A fact you're that also I noted supposed in to, capital letters with horror. <laughs> you're also supposed to understand more about them when their fashion tragedy girlfriend arrives at the end. Oh God! Um, Which was this just also contains ridiculous. not just a spoken word intro, but many gassy. <laughs> plaintive looks at the beginning where each backstreet boy tries to look um i think appealingly feelsy but only looks like he is trying to poo and it's a big ball of throwing stars or he just ate a bug or a bee or um, he's trying really hard. Like, d- is this milk bad? Like, t- just smelled some spoiled milk. Uh, it's it's not working. Like, they're they're not at peak acting. Certainly, no. Um, so well, many so other me, artists had done variations on this style of video so much better already. Vanilla Ice, TLC, ZZ Top. Everybody. Like literally everyone. Millie Vanilli. Nick Carter. I watched that show with Nick Carter and Baby Spice and I forget the third person. I watched a couple episodes of that where they were like building a boy band basically. 
Oh, okay. Yes. He seems like your like friend's nerdy, embarrassing hot dad. That you're like, oh yeah, her dad's hot, and you're like, I've had sleepovers over there, and he's just a huge weirdo who, like, eats puts pretzels and vanilla ice cream. Actually, that sounds good. Yeah. I so would eat that. I'm like, I am sure that Nick Carter knows better than anyone that the crisscross part and giant skater pants and all the styles that they put him in like he was the cute he was the cute one and when he aged out of that he had to do something else that implied that he was a little harder edged because what was the brother's name Aaron Aaron. was coming up and taking his I don't have to shave spot so he had to be like I don't know what he was trying to be. Like X Games Backstreet Boy? He yeah, yeah, I really feel like he was trying to be Skater Park Backstreet and Boy. And was also trying to be hard and it is so vicariously embarrassing that I was like in a ball under my desk scream like- laughing so loud that a cat ran out of the office and would not come back in for a day and a half. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is it is it is amazing. I'm amazed at what Nick Carter was put through or put us through. But and yet for me, <laughs> I put this right in the middle, third place, three points because <laughs> because the 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 because it, it couldn't be first and we'll I'll explain why. In a oh minute. no. Well, we'll we'll see why it couldn't be first. I had it in second place because I had to keep pausing it. And compose myself enough to make notes, and then I would unpause it, and then something else completely horrifying and delightful would happen. I would collapse again, collect myself, write some notes. I mean, I add, my last note on this is to wonder, first of all, which one is Howard and which is AJ, and second of all, one, oh my God. one of them, yes. I think, is wearing a chest plate. Like on RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, like I did not notice that. <laughs> although now I have to go back I, because I have a note here, literally, where I say AJ or is it Howie is seen with a guitar, <laughs> but at least he pretends to strum it. Is that a chest plate, Howard, or is that AJ? That's my notes. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Who? Amazing. I'm glad that that's like who, they're so interchangeable. <laughs> I know who Brian, Kevin. Brian is the cute Christian. Kevin is dad. And Nick is the embarrassing guy who's trying to have swagger. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the other two. <laughs> Diet vanilla ice. So oh, okay. um, well, the patrons also put, they put this in a, in a tie for last. So only one point to I'll never break your heart. Oh, geez. I, I really feel like we're proceeding <laughs> off the edge of a North Pole cliff towards a wonderful conclusion <laughs> with our next song. I think you have a clip of NSYNC's holiday classic, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I, I do. And listeners, if you knew what the restless ghost of Lou Pearlman has just put us through <laughs> trying to play this, here is a little snippet from... It's so appropriate that this clip has fucked us so much. Like, it's just so appropriate. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you a little early, dear listeners. Even waiting all year for this 
Listeners, oh my god! I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna believe that some of the things we're about to tell you are in this music video. I, I swear to God, I swear to God, they're all true. It starts, and Sarah, you can confirm this. It starts this music video with Santa sick in bed, and an elf played by Gary Coleman climbs on the bed and says, "Oh no, what are we going to do?" And then Gary Coleman, the elf, dressed in a little green elf costume, jumps off of Santa's sick bed and runs to a giant phone and says to the air, in sync. And then he calls, apparently, in sync. And from there, we see a oh no, first that's he's asked, oh, sorry. Yes. what you talking about, Gary? Oh, God, you're right. You're right. You're right. Joey Fatone poor, says, poor Joey what are you talking one. about? I mean, listen, you said it, not me. Uh, then we go to a room that looks like it is in the back of a sweatshop mm-hmm. where there is, no joke, a projector set up that is just projecting like you're at a Boy Scout or Girl Scout troop meeting. It's just projecting Merry Christmas in various languages while in sync and a bunch of really bored looking people pants around in Santa hats and such, it is it is mind bogglingly they're in terrible. an absolutely wretched green screen shot of themselves flying over yes. what appears to be Philadelphia in a sleigh and clowning around with the absolute bare goddamn minimum of convincing energy that it would take for them to be done with this odious task set for them by their Svengali, Lou Pearlman. The the look that Chris Kirkpatrick has through most of this video <laughs> is the look of a hostage in a proof of life. Oh my god. No. I mean Lance Bass too, but now that I am saying that he always kind of looks like that. <laughs> Sorry yeah. Lance Bass. You're my favorite, but holy <laughs> holy cats. This video, this song, it's just it it is so miraculously awful that I almost love it. And here's what I wrote in my notes for this. I have truly just the one note. The fact that NSYNC followed this video with several blockbuster albums proves America was a more generous place during the Clinton administration. Here are my notes. Line one, this is fucking unbearable. Line two, blah, ha, ha. Line three, pitchy, <laughs> cheesy, weak sauce rhyming, it sounds dated. Line four, quote, God sends you his love, unquote. God, I don't want it. <laughs> That's right. They randomly, they do this bullshit thing where they at one point say, God sent you his love, but then later they say, whatever your holiday. Yeah, and then they're like, uh, Shalom it's, appears on the back of the, in the back of the, the room. It's like, okay. On the, on the slide projector from the Girl Scout meeting. 
They say, yeah, no, girl, don't come for me with that. Like, listen, boo-boo, listen. You don't get to play it out of every side of your mouth, okay? You choose a holiday, and you go with it. I have seen episodes of Land of the Lost that looked like fucking the Godfather trilogy compared to this. I literally have seen local car commercials with a man dressed like a chicken <laughs> that looked like they cost more money than this. Yeah, or like um, Peter Katana's kids standing on the lot like, Dad, like if someone had twins, put them in the commercial. Oh, I mean, that being said, I had to put this in first place. It is, so such, it is such a beautiful disaster. <laughs> I mean, people... Justin Timberlake did not just survive the 17 alarm fire that is this video. He thrived. It's amazing. It, it is impossible to anticipate where he was Lance headed. Lance Bass by bought the Brady Bunch house. You'd think he would have been like deported for this shit. Yeah, no. seriously. They would have dug up some sort of fake birth certificate and sent him back to wherever. Oh my god, that he's like, I don't even know anyone in Poland. Is this thing on? Oh, it's so bad. But I it really did make me make my day merry and bright. Yeah, and honestly, I kind of can't wait to show it to my husband's family at Christmas this year. Oh Shalom Burns. <laughs> Because that's the way the burns roll. They're going to want... <laughs> shalom. We, we ha- oh, my God. Okay, so... Oh, loam. The The patrons put this in the middle and gave it three points, which I'm surprised... To me, this is not a video that seems like it would generate a middling reaction. Oh, so this isn't their number one? No. Their first place is Tearing Up My Heart by NSYNC, which is next. Oh. So... Okay. Here's, what I will, here's what I will say about NSYNC's tearing up my heart. Um, when it, I, my note reads, one of my notes reads, this video has two modes. One, frat dudes chilling. Yeah. And two, Bell Ami porn. And let me tell you what I mean by that. <laughs> Bell Ami is a Czech Republic porn com- gay porn company that was very popular right around this time. It still exists, but it was at its peak. In the late 90s into the early 2000s. The whole thing about Bellamy porn is they get super clean-cut looking guys who who like to wear tight-fitting tank tops. And they go out and they like hike around in the woods together. And then the next thing you know, they're fucking. So Justin Timberlake, when he is shown with his <laughs> arm raised suggestively over his head while wearing a white tank top. And the uh-huh. camera does a tight close-up of his armpit hair. Oh, that yeah. That is that. a direct lift from the Bell Ami playbook. I don't know who shot, who directed the video for Tear It Up My Heart, but I guarantee you he either directed or had seen a lot of Bell Ami's work. This is not the only visual cliche um, in this video. There's also all of them wearing all white outfits that are too large with like little pops of color to distinguish them, which um, is not gay at all. No siree. The... Uh, terrible choreography that they haven't quite like I think that we are used to thinking of InSync and Backstreet as these almost machined outfits of dance choreography military dancers yeah yeah like Jack's Janet Jacksonian precision this 
evidently was not always the case or someone used the wrong take because a couple of people, Lance Bass, are flailing about as though uh, a spider has proceeded into one of their giant pant legs, Lance Bass. Um, I love you, Lance. But this, this does, you can tell that this does exactly what it's supposed to do. Um, the like fake photo shoot, the 45 degree angle, um, like playgirl cheesecake was what I called it since I was not as familiar, but I think your take on it is probably correct. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised. This is like if there were Tom's of Finland, like in a mall, like if it were like the (laughs) orange Julius, they're Tom's of Finland. Um, (laughs) and some of the scenes where they're like all, hanging around just like they just happen to be singing this song together and they all live together grown-up dudes who all live in one big living room with a bunch of guitars sitting around like which again, jc holds but does not strum yeah and i think at one point and he's even holding it wrong he's holding yes. it like it's hot like you don't actually need an oven mitt for that jc weirdo um all of this is a all of this new kids had already done 10 years ago I also want to point out, I'm so glad that you said that they hang around in the world's weirdest living room. There are scenes, this is another note, they pose, quote, playfully with slices of pizza Uh and with playing cards artfully tossed on the ground. It's like this was as debauched as the Mormon frat house could ever get. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I watched this one first and... So I was struck by, and then I went back and watched it again after I'd watched the others, just so I could be a little more uh, specific about the many visual cliches of the time that it contained. Um, oh my God, all but of I them. Thought, yeah, all of them. And I thought that it might improve. Like, it's the first one I saw, and I thought that its ranking would eventually nestle somewhere in the middle, but it is like it's not quite cheap enough and not quite bad enough and not quite derivative enough um to be anything but last it's just boring it is boring it even sounds cheap sarah i feel like that we might want to go get some sort of notary to acknowledge this episode because we've agreed on both first and last place in a ranking episode now Huh. It may never happen again. Did we not agree on any of the middle ones? No, but I just mean like, oh, uh, I think we agreed on all of them except one or two. Doesn't matter. Point being, but for us to agree, for us to agree that uh, about the worst and the best, it just, it's pretty remarkable. I think that has never happened. Meanwhile, the patrons put this in first place and gave it five points, as I said, but (sighs) that means Thanks to the power of our voting for the power. Thanks to the power of our voting system, tearing up my heart because they loved it is actually fourth place. Fifth place goes to all I have to give. So Uh in last place, ultimately is all I have to give fourth place, tearing up my heart. Third place. I'll never break your heart. Second place. God must have spent a little more time with you, on you. And by a wide margin of four points, first place goes to Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. <laughs> uh, 
as that kid uh, memorably said in that third season Sopranos episode, fuck you, Santa. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mark and Sarah. Talk about songs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.